Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. In this third series of Jam Presents, we go back to 2013 and follow guests of the Rue Manor as they try to figure out who done it. In this final episode, we learn who wins the $250,000 prize and finally reveal who done it. Who done it? Episode nine, the final. We've made it. Finally. Finally. Was that intentional? No, no fucking cut that. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't intentional, though. No. This episode begins with Giles telling us exactly what has gone down over the last few weeks after giving us a glimpse into the casting videos, having received thousands of applicants for the show. We're also told how each of the previous guests were killed. Sherry got tanked. Dante flamed out. Adriana blew up. Don got mauled. Ulysses bit the dust. Sasha and Dana were drained. Gino had a splitting headache. And Ronnie got blasted. And then there were four. Oh my god! We're reminded of the four guests, Cam, Chris, Lindsay, and Melina, which led me into total false hope initially, thinking Melina was going to make it past the first five minutes. We get to rewatch the limo, making a U-turn and the guests returning back to the house and finding out that Giles had been tied up and held at gunpoint. Who did that to Giles? Was it Sophie and Beatrice? It would have to have been. Or did he just set it up at the killer's request? Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Because he did get out fairly easily, didn't he, without dying? Yeah. We see the room filled with smoke and Melina disappears. Cam thinks that this is now the last known whereabouts and they now need to investigate Melina's death or disappearance. We then hear the creepy voice being played into the room. Dear mortals, may I have your attention, please? Approach the screens if you want to appease. Welcome to your last day of life here at Rue Manor. I have vanished before you, but what does it matter? And again, you think, oh my god, it's Melina. Although you, you did briefly, because you hear the voice say, I have vanished before you, and Melina's the one that's vanished. It continues. Two of you will die soon anyway, so listen quite closely to what I have to say. Amid the smoke that has appeared in your doom, it's your task now to find me in this room. When Sherry died, I gave you a three-digit code. If you recall it, go into your mode. If you forget it, find hints in the parlor. Just don't be alarmed if one of you holler. I mean, it's a stretch, parlor and holler, but okay. Whomever finds the passage of Thy Will Be Done will have quite an advantage for what is to come. Sadly, at this point, we see the Iron Maiden is open, so Melina's not... I know, I was gutted. I honestly thought we were going to have something involved with the Iron Maiden. Mm. Lindsay remembers the three-digit code that was carved into the windowsill that Ronnie found in episode one. The reference of thy will be done, I thought, could be some sort of Bible entry. Um, although I did look it up, and I think it's like 610 and not 613. Thy will be done in the Bible. Maybe it's mentioned more than once. I don't know. They go to the window and the code is gone. However, Cam notices a few things around the room, that the pool table has the numbers, all the balls, six, one and three on it, and the chessboard is set up. Yeah, it was, the, I mean, the parlour was absolutely riddled with, with six, one, three. Yeah, the glasses that Lindsay sees as well are on there yeah. as well. Do you know where I thought this was going? I thought the whole episode was going to be a recap of every murder. 
And to be fair, it sort of was later on with the puzzle pieces. Yeah, the nine, yeah. But I thought it was just going to be more like what did you know or what didn't you know or what information from each one. There's a lot to talk about in the bonus episode around that as well in that it did take a completely different turn this episode. It was very different to solving the crime Mm. as the previous eight episodes had been. Rather than stick around and look for the number, Chris and Lindsay follow Cam. He's spotted a room off the main reception area that has a curtain closed, which is not normally the case. He enters the code into the door and gets in. As the doors open, we see that the killer has been keeping all of the tools that they've been using to conduct the murders in that room. We see the chandelier, the wrist rocket, the blown up golf cart, along with some of those dodgy models that we saw earlier on of the case. Did you see what Cam called it? (laughs) An orgy of evidence. Yeah. This room is, I think, what you would call an orgy of evidence. Melina's body is on the floor, and we can see that she's been strangled with the beads that were left on Gino's bed. We also see her breathe slightly, which is the first time, I think, of all the guests that we've seen actually move. It's, it's, very, it's very subtle, though. It is, it is. Yeah, it really is. Cam mentions that this is no longer a team effort, and now it's every man or woman for themselves. They chat a bit as to who they think is the killer and why, and we see loads of footage as to what makes them suspicious. Lindsay still thinks it's Chris. Chris thinks it's Lindsay, and they show how much Lindsay's been playing both sides. I really like that bit. Yeah, it's good. Get a recap of it all. And then Chris reminds us that Cam has known so much about all of the weapons at, uh, in intricate detail. So he's still very suspicious. Yeah, and on that um, recap of Lindsay playing both sides, it shows that part when she's in the in the parlor laughing, like from like a few episodes ago. You know when we said she she come down. In the last episode. Yeah, was, it, was, was it the last episode? The last episode before she yeah. got in the limo and she's all giggly. Yeah. And then they're like, she, and then I think Melina says, like, why are you laughing? She's like, can't be sure. And I'm thinking, they still haven't addressed that. And it's like the biggest, that's the biggest mystery. Not who the killer is. Why are you acting so weird? <laughs> can't be sure. <laughs> Since Cam solved the riddle and opened the door to the orgy of evidence, he takes the clue from Melina's hand, which is a puzzle piece. On the puzzle piece, there's another riddle. I saw with my eyes Melina weep. This puzzle piece is yours to keep. Use it wisely during my instruction while this room remains under construction. They head back into the reception area, which has now been renovated into an arena for the final challenge. Cam receives an envelope from Sophie and Beatrice. Cam, you've earned an advantage for my little test. Take this black piece and put it to rest. That one is free for finding my kill. The rest are at zero. Now, if you will. Cam places his puzzle piece into the question mark and Giles' video footage is played back into the room. My dear guests, as you can see, the killer is in full control of the situation at hand. I don't know how much longer I will live, but I do know that one of you is about to unmask who done it and walk out of here alive. I do hope I will live long enough to be able to congratulate one of you personally. It's cut off fairly abruptly, though, and the creepy voice then tells us that Giles has been disposed of. And I'm thinking, oh, God, he's dead. Sorry, but I had to dispose of that Giles. Ship back his English corpse to the British Isles. We can't lose Giles at this point, surely. (laughs) Thankfully, not the case. I have set before you nine tests of wills. An ultimate quiz for all of your skills. This is your final challenge. At every phase, I even raise the dead from the deadly haze. Holy shit. This is incredible. The dead guests from early in earlier episodes have all been brought back to life. And the killer signs off by saying, don't talk to them or say hello. 
they're just as stinky as the next fellow. All those previous guests walking their dead asses down the stairs. The zombies, that's what I've put. Yeah. Actual zombies. Gino wearing his chandelier bling. And Ulysses dressed as Indiana Jones. Yeah, I don't get that. Why is he Indiana Jones? <laughs> Did they run out? All of the others made sense. Yeah, but he could have been in his like horse get-up. Just in his cowboy... Well, not even cowboy, was it? It was just yeah. horse riding get-up. But no, they've maybe, redressed maybe they're like, Maybe they're like... I. We haven't got that anymore. We had to like give that back to the, the stable rental place. So, uh... <laughs> but we've got this indie costume from the studio down the road. Yeah, <laughs> with his whip. Like what? Yeah, it's not like a sna- what? Cause it's a it snake was, charmer. I was going to say, is it a snake joke? In that indie hates snakes. Maybe funny, isn't it? Brilliant. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Again, and all right, I know I say this every episode, it's getting old. It's getting even getting old for me. How aren't they laughing walking down that stairs? Their reaction. And there's, I think it's Gino. Gino's like so, he's so professional with it. Like, not even a smile. It might have been the 15th take. You don't know. <laughs> Once they reach the bottom of the stairs, we see them begin to take their places at different stations around the house. The creepy voice tells us So here is the lay of the land. They possess two puzzle pieces, one in each hand. You must first run to their location. Then read the riddle from their station. Perform the task to get a piece for your board. When the puzzle's completed, flick the light on the cord. A white piece means, got that task right. A black piece means, go back with a fright. Nine white pieces will unlock your key to victory. Then, inside a mystery room, you will find only me. They're told that if the pieces light up white, then they got the question right. If it doesn't light up, it's wrong and they need to go back to either get a different piece of the puzzle or answer the question in a different way. First to light up their question mark with all nine white puzzle pieces will get a key to a locked room and the killer will be waiting inside. Cam is already one step ahead because he's got one puzzle piece for solving the riddle earlier on that he got from Melina. Now, that, game changing. Uh, significant, yeah, yeah. Which, when you think about how he's got that piece... I think it's a little bit unfair, more I think of it, you know? Yeah. Because all he's done... is spotted the balls quicker than or, anyone else. Yeah, or just or, or got that number quicker than anyone else. So like, we, we, will, we will dive into it in a bonus episode, because we're definitely doing a bonus episode for this. But there are comments online where Lindsay has complained, because... Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she knew the killer all along. She was saying it was Chris. Well, this, this, this is what I was going to get into. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe we don't discuss it here. Maybe and we wait for exactly, the next episode. Let's wait for the bonus episode. Because I've put that, the fact that Lindsay smashed the whole series. I, I mean, I gave her, I'll hold my hand up. I gave her a lot of shit for all these episodes because I didn't think she was good enough. She was carried with, with the She clues, was massively certainly. carried, Definitely. but she got to the final. She had she, it right. She always knew who the killer was, yeah. But this one little thing, you know, stopped her winning. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing I would say, though, is. What if it's just filmed? What if it wasn't as close as it looked yeah. on TV? Uh, yeah, Cam maybe. might have been in that room for 10 minutes before Chris got there and another 10 minutes before Lindsay met her fate. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We, they're always going to make it so it was close. Perhaps it wasn't 988 and it was actually 967. I just don't, I just don't see why you needed to give an advantage to... To one candidate. To one candidate. Because it's not it's not a three-horse race. It wasn't a three-horse race. It was a no. two-horse race. Yeah. But you've given an advantage to one of them. Yeah. I No, I, I, I agree entirely. I agree entirely. And if it was the difference between just a few minutes, then it really was unfair. Especially when 
she knew who the killer was. Yeah, and I, I mean, this is all bonus stuff, so just cut this out if you have to. But should it have come down to, rather than being who's quickest, of like guessing who it is as well? Sort of like in Murder, Murder X? I still genuinely think that it should have followed the same. If Cam got it through investigative work and then changed his mind in the last episode and got it right and said it was Chris, and it was that written exam that they do and talking to the camera, all credit to him. He deserves it. But in actual fact, they flipped the game completely and they said, okay, you're now going to do... Although you've got to remember stuff from the earlier, it becomes more of a memory game than it does the investigation element. Yeah, maybe it should have gone through every murder a lot more like slower. And I don't know, it was because it was all a rush, wasn't it? It was all it was all against the clock. It was mad. So maybe, yeah, I just no, no. I think there could have been a better way. Not that I'm disappointed with the last episode. No, I still absolutely loved it. I'm just thinking they could have done it better, maybe. Yeah, we need to point out that we don't hate the episode no we loved it the series and it was and, really and really it, good and it was exciting as well and it was and to be honest my feelings for cam changed significantly at the end but we'll get into it when we when we get there cam is one step ahead because he already has one puzzle piece from solving the riddle earlier on and now we watch them as they race against one another to collect all nine pieces of the puzzle first the race is on as each of them get to visit a different dead guest they are given a puzzle piece from the dead guests depending on how they perform. One will be a pass, the other a fail, but they won't actually know until they've collected all nine before they pull the cord to see if they've, or, or how many light up in white. Rather than describing the next 15 minutes of the show in order, we'll just go through the dead guests and what each of their stations had to offer. So first of all, Sherry, as at the fish tank, her clue is, I was shot dead by a flick of a shot. This test is skill to see what you've got. Run outside the window and take a shot at my head. When the glass breaks, you'll know that I'm dead. Shoot the right one if you want the right piece. There was my face pointed before I was deceased. The riddle asks which way her face was pointing before she gets shot. The finalists need to head outside and use the wrist rocket and aim it at a fish tank with a photo of Sherry, one facing forwards and one facing backwards. To be fair, Cam doesn't hit it first time, but Lindsay is absolutely rubbish at controlling that <laughs> wrist rocket. So next we see Dante at the pool. His question is probably the easiest of all of them. You all know me from Dante's Inferno. Burned to a crisp little did you know. I died from of all things that it cleaned. I went out with a blaze. But here's the thing. I saved that night was quite a no-show. Fire away, my friends. St. Agatha or St. Elmo. And you know it's St. Agatha because that was the biggest part of that episode. Yeah, everyone was getting confused, weren't they? Yeah. And what they should have done is rather than St. Agatha or St. Elmo, it should have been St. Agatha and Agnes. There probably isn't even a St. Agnes, but that's the name that they came up with during the episode. Ulysses, we've already mentioned, dressed as Indiana Jones. The guests need to find a snake that isn't poisonous or venomous, which the killer puts into the horse's saddlebag. I got snake bit a few days ago, while the rest of you guys were all yelling, Whoa! Remember the color of that Scarlet King snake he left in my pouch? One is done poisonous. The other one bites. Ouch. Bring me the snake I hid on the horse. If that one bites, it won't kill you, of course. Chris says, Holy son of a biscuit. <laughs> the snake slithers past. <laughs> but that's that's a pretty good challenge that they all have to pick a snake up. Yeah, because surely someone's not gonna like not gonna like that at all. Yeah, three of them. Surely at least one in three people don't like snakes. But then yeah. would you hold a snake for two hundred and fifty thousand pounds? Oh, that I'd, yeah, I'd let it back, for... wrap around my neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so next we see Adriana swinging in the tree that she was found in. My golf cart exploded before I could yell four. I went out with a bang. Who could ask for more? We assembled the bomb that ended my life. Once assembled, cut the right wire with a snip of a knife. Question, what 
color were the letters in my video? Red or blue? Only I know. Guests need to piece together the bomb and cut the red or the blue wire. Which, even if you didn't see the video... Always going for red. Yeah, you're always going to cut the red. But also in a murder mystery TV show. Yeah, red's blood. It's going to be red blood. It's always going to be red, yeah. Yeah. Ronnie is in the hot tub next. They need to reach into the hot tub and pull out a castor bean. As you can see, my hot tub is quite warm and quite cold. You're welcome to come in if you are quite that bold. Inside of this tub are many different beans. But only the caster had the means to take my life in the cruelest of ways. Hand me this bean in this hot tub of haze. And there, there, surely that would have given Ronnie the giggles. There's smoke up to his waist and there's people reaching down to get beans. And I'm thinking, I'd be laughing my head off. Yeah, I so would I. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. They're so good. Lindsay picks up what she thinks is a castor bean. It looks like more one of those disgusting popcorn flavoured jelly beans. Yeah. They're gross. The worst of all the jelly bean flavours. Sasha and Dana are together in the theatre. And this is one of the hardest challenges. It's a spot the difference on a really low resolution black and white photo. Quiet in the theater is what's always heard. We are both drained and cannot say a word. Study the images on the left and the right. Spot how many are different, and then you can write your answer down and hand it to me. Here's a hint. It's no more than seven and no less than three. I don't get this at all. <laughs> Like, no, I, like, I do you get understand it. I, what I, they've got to do, right? I understand, I understand the premise of spot the difference, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, is it because there were two dead on that, on that murder? I don't uh, know. Maybe. And the black and white footage, don't forget when they were killed, the killer showed them a video with black and, in black and yeah, white. But, but yeah, it's, it's a stretch. In my no, opinion, I, I agree it's entirely. It's not, it's not a very good it's one. It's not like a you know, wrist, wrist rocket to show his back ahead, is no, it? No, and it probably should have been a picture of them posed you know, when they died at the piano yeah, or something, and yeah. those differences, one of them was wearing a brooch and wasn't in another picture or something like that. It was just a random picture as well, wasn't it? Yeah, really random picture. Um, I was initially thinking, so Chris gets it wrong several times and I was initially thinking that she was stalling on purpose because she needs to come second. But actually she, she doesn't need to come second because she was always going to be at that room. Whether or not she came first or second or even third, she was always going to go to that room and wait for Cam or Lindsay if she came first. So initially I thought, oh, she's taking her time on purpose. But I don't think that actually was the case. Anyway, Chris doesn't do all that good on this challenge and has to revisit it a couple of times. Do you think she knew then? No. And the reason I don't think she does is because I've read, and again, something for the bonus episode, but we can just mention it now, is that actually Chris played the game. Chris was never told mm. anything because it was too risky. And yeah, which I think we've mentioned we've, before. I think did mention it. Yeah. And that's exactly right, is that, that Chris only knew that she was the killer. But you can tell that as well in that when at the very end she's acting almost and she's oh, so you can, different. Yeah, it's so wooden. It's more, so much more wooden, yeah. When we see Gino next, he's in the library wearing half a chandelier. Aloha, friends. Welcome to a place where you don't hear a sound, especially the crash of a chandelier down. Inside the chest are four items for you. Without any sight, you have one thing to do. Open the chest, but don't waste your time. Choose the item that's not part of the crime. The guests need to go into a dark room next to the library and pick one item that wasn't used in Gino's murder. That's placed in a chest. Once they eventually find the chest, we see there's a gun with a silencer, night vision goggles, the necklace made from nuts, and a lei made of flowers. That being the item that wasn't used to kill Gino. That's what they have to pick. The next one is the best. We've got Don in the kitchen with the mountain lion. Incredible that we got to see one of our favourite characters back. And what, I'm not talking about lion? Don. Yeah, <laughs> mountain lion. It's rare that you'd survive the attack of a lion. 
I died through cyanide without even trying. On the counter, you'll find five logic clues. Put them in the correct order that you choose. Work out my logic of putting Kona behind that trap door. Just don't be alarmed at the bloody sound of the roar. I think the guests got confused, and I think I did initially, and in that it wasn't about how the mountain lion entered the room. It was about how the killer got the mountain lion Set up, yeah. into the cage. And there's more ways of doing it than just one as well. So the five things they have to put in order are Kona goes inside, step off mat door closes, step on stove mat doors open, open cage, position Kona's cage in front of the trap door. And there are multiple ways of doing it. Do you think that's why Cam gets so hung up on it then? Yeah, definitely. Because I guess it just depends on where you position it. Depends on when you would open the cage door. Because if that cage is pushed right up against the trap door that's going to open when you step on the mat, you could open the cage earlier. But if you didn't, you'd have to stand on for it to open before you open the cage. It's just one of those that I think Cam got flustered because immediately you think, know how it's done. Or initially, he may have even put it that, you know, Kona came out. I don't, I don't know. It was more tricky than it, than I initially thought anyway. The final task, once they've got all these, is to head to the attic. And this is when it becomes much more crazy. So Cam heads there first as he's already got his eight pieces. Giles is there. He's managed to get himself free and asks Cam whether he thinks he's the killer. And this is amazing to watch. If you want to prove my innocence, all you have to do is go down to the parlour. Under the bar, you will find my employment contract from Rumana. Read every word of it, even the fine print. It will show you who the real killer is. Then you must bring that last page of the contract back here to me and show me why I am or am not the killer. Cam rushes downstairs so quickly, the others are still getting their final puzzle pieces together. And he takes the last page of the contract, but ignores the fine print. He overanalyzes this completely, doesn't yeah. he, as well? And he tells Giles that he thinks he is the killer. But when he takes that final puzzle piece back to the question mark and turns on the light, there are two black pieces still. One is from Don's logic test, which we mentioned a minute ago. And the other is, yep, from Giles's contract. Cam then needs to go back and change his answers. In the meantime, we see Lindsay and Chris both on seven pieces each. And it's really tense because you know that although those guys are on seven, Cam is also on seven because he knows he's got two wrong. Mm-hmm. Cam gets it wrong again at Don's station as Chris is with Giles being told to look at the contract. She uses the magnifying glass, thankfully, and gets it right. Giles is not the killer and Lindsay is still tailing just a little bit behind. When Chris lights hers up, she's also got two black pieces. Hers are from the Spot the, spot the Difference with Sasha and Dana and the murder weapon with Gino. And I put that was getting the murder weapon wrong with Gino, was she being tested there? Or did or she, she genuinely delayed? read it too quickly? Nah. Or was she doing it just to throw us off as the audience? Because then we look and think, oh, maybe it's not her. She would know what murder weapons were used. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, I don't know. Cam, again, is wrong. Although this time his order made sense, so I was surprised. Lindsay has now made it to the attic and told Giles he is not the killer. And they're all so close now to getting their final pieces all correct. But obviously Cam knows that's a that's a 50-50 and he's got it wrong. So he knows he's Cam knows right as now. soon as he's done Don's bit, he can go back up and get that right. Yeah. Cam finally gets all of his pieces correct. And there is one final riddle. Your puzzle pieces are all confirmed. Your affirmation is almost affirmed. Find where I'm hiding now. It's time for the who and not the how. Go upstairs, 2, 11, 6 and 6. Door on the left, no parlor tricks. From this balcony and watch him die, enter softly, my oh my. As Cam flies upstairs, Chris is close behind him, as she now has the key too, 
and Lindsay is so close behind. It looks like it looks like Lindsay's close behind, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Who who knows how they cut it? Her riddle is different and tells her to remember the code from earlier. Pinch it in and spin the case. Book your ticket to see my face. Once you're there, you'll know it's true. Arrow of victory points to you. So she's being sent to the room that Melina was killed in earlier on. Cam enters the mystery room and there are monitors and photos all over the place. It's like Kovic's boathouse in Murder in Small Town X. So coming in the room right behind Cam is Chris. She pretends to look for another riddle. There's another riddle. It has to be something. Wait, killer is you? It's not me. Wait. The screens light up and we see Lindsay get shot through the throat by an automaton knight in shining armour. <laughs> automaton knight. Didn't see him set that one up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, Chris. Yeah, but where was Sophie and Beatrice? Is that, is that, someone, is that someone in that suit? <gasps> oh, snap. It could, yeah, rather than me, it being... They're not going to uh, commission. We spend some of our budget on a robot knight that spins 180 degrees. Not even 180 degrees, like 90 degrees. <laughs> What else do you want to do? Oh, we need it to fire an arrow as well. Wow, well, that's going to be double. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they clearly weren't going to... They, they, that must have been a person, because after the mountain lion, they definitely, definitely didn't have the... Uh, Good shot as well. for that. Brilliant. Good shot. Yeah, she was stood in exactly the wrong place. And that's, that's when you knew it was Chris, because it would have gone over Chris's head if she walked <laughs> Cam then points to Chris and calls her out. She goes into full actress mode. It was you. I won't be played by your foolish game. The killer about? could be you. The killer is you. Or me. It's definitely Just you. Just the same. Are you kidding me? Enough of the riddles, the ruckus, the rhymes. I committed those murders 11 straight times. I think we've said it before, well, I have definitely said it before, that I thought it was always a stooge. Do you know what I mean? Like it was always someone acting. Yeah, and like you say, you know, you've, we find out now and after the fact that she was just she's playing the game. She was just playing the game as anyone else, but she just obviously was picked out to be the killer. Yeah, um, so she could never lose. So yeah, so when she does sort of have to, the give, killer could give be some... you or me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very wooden. It is an amazing ending, though. It yeah, is I do feel sorry for her, but then obviously it goes into this montage then of oh, of, of all, all eleven. The... But th so they must have filmed her before anyone got there. She must have got there a few days before and must have filmed her doing all these murders because you never see her face when anyone else... It's always, like, from different angles, isn't it? Like her firing the wrist rocket or her, I don't know, doing the other stuff. <laughs> why, why would she have to get there early? They could have done it afterwards because then they spend months on editing it all together. They don't need to get there early. She... <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. Because <laughs> this is real life. This is like... <laughs> No, they could literally say cut on that day and then be because like, she killed right, Sherry. Guys, That's right. She killed Sherry. <laughs> she killed Dante. She killed my, my boy Ronnie. That's why, Mike. There is someone credited as the killer in as all fake killer. Fake killer, yeah. Yeah. Some chap. Which is brilliant because then they made it a woman. So you couldn't ever get any clues and say, oh, yeah. that's the walk of a woman. Do, or a man do or we, like that. obviously, now we've just spoiled it and know it is Chris. Do we, we now address that episodes ago because we kept saying it? Episode even one. We didn't bloody know. <laughs> well, this is it. This is this is what I was going to say. I have to address the fact we had no idea. <laughs> we hadn't read any comment. We, we just didn't went even on... know what this show was about when we went into it. 
No, as soon as they said one of them's a killer, that was Chris. Well, you went it? Chris. I went Chris Ulysses until Ulysses died. I was like, oh shit. But yeah, then I went Lindsay near the end as well. Yeah, to be fair, the last few episodes. Probably been... only from that weird laughter she did at the. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that an impression you just did then? Can't be sure. <laughs> it, it does amaze me that we picked Chris out, but I went with the fact that she was. And especially in the first few episodes, she sort of glided in the background a bit. And I think mm. I might have mentioned that. And obviously later on, she is, and she's like a massive part of it. But And, and now, we, now we know as well that she wasn't acting at all. It was no. she was trying to win and play the game. Like, she, we knew she was always going to so, go through. If so she would, was... she, would she ever get a scared card, though? I imagine she would have. Yeah, would she? yeah, I, yeah. I but she never she did, would. so that's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I genuinely think she she. Because I think off. we mentioned that as well, saying that if it was us, we would have keep given the killer a scare card. Yeah, the reason she didn't know was because she was always in Team Cam. Well, she picked the right team, didn't she? Definitely, definitely. So Chris now congratulates Cam on being the winner. And do you know what? I actually feel so relieved and happy at this point. And because we've just been on such an exciting journey, I can only say fair play to Cam. He did genuinely annoy me quite a bit in earlier episodes. But in this one, he smashed it out of the park. Yeah, he had the head start. So I do understand that it would be a little bit frustrating for Lindsay. But I still think Cam is a worthy winner, without a doubt. And you can see how emotional he is. He's just one quarter of a million dollars. In walks Giles to tell us, or tell Cam, that he's unmasked who done it. You have unmasked who done it. Oh my god. Please take these golden cuffs and arrest Chris. The my real pleasure. killer. I'm not quite sure what the relevance is of golden handcuffs. What I wanted here was that he was just going to actually properly twist her arm up behind her back and arrest her like you would a killer of that magnitude. But no, in walk the cops to take Chris away. I might be wrong, but the one with glasses actually looks a bit like Anthony Zicker, the show's creator. Oh, if it looks like it, then it is, isn't it? You'd think so, wouldn't you? Take her away, boys, says Cam, which is a, love like a nice touch. I love it. Take her away, boys. Hey, I'm the chief here. Take him away, toys. What'd you say, chief? Do what the kid says. Giles then gives Cam a briefcase containing the prize money. In the clip, we see Cam have a little tear, and what happens next is utterly brilliant, where Giles gives him a hug. Doesn't just give him a hug, he asks he if he for can a have hug. a hug. It's so cute, isn't it? Could we have a little hug because I'm alive yes, too? Please. <sighs> You're shaking like a leaf. And then Giles suggests they leave the cursed manor once and for all. Oh, and on the way out, we see the shots of the house and Cam is led by Giles through the front door as the rest of the guests are waiting to give him their congratulations. It's like a receiving line at a wedding though, where only some of them know how to behave. Yeah, so Don, I think he shakes hands with Don. Don, Gino and Ronnie are pretty cool. Sasha outright ignores him. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, there's some crazy beef there. Like there's a there's a video of Sasha online as well where she revisits some of who done it on her YouTube channel. Yeah. And she mentions, oh, and for those asking, no, I don't talk to Cam anymore. <laughs> I think there was some real beef between them. I mean, we've said we didn't like him on you know the way through. No, there were some things he did that... And I think maybe it's because he was... Well, his mindset was, was a winner's mindset, massively. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did what he set out to do. And, you know, this show could have gone multiple ways, but he got that team in very quickly. 
granted it was uh, you know Ulysses and Gino. It changed a little bit, but but, he, but it changed the teams. But it's always there was a Cam's team from yep. episode one. There was Cam's team, yep. and that that you know that did create a divide. But he's talking to the the camera, and he says about you know it's a life changing amount of money, mm. and he sh- and he starts to shed a tear a little bit. Yeah, I did yeah. feel for him that I did like sort of. Do you think it was genuine the way he rubbed it yes. away? Yeah, I do think it was genuine. I think. Since I know now that he he spent his he invested his two hundred and fifty grand into pursue his acting career, I think that was the start of it. I think that was before he got on Law and Order or whatever program he's on. I think that was wiping away a tear just to say, yeah, I can act, guys. Hey, how do you invest into acting? Act, acting lessons. You, you say, here you go, Anthony Zicker. I'm going to give you this briefcase back if you put me in the next series of CSI. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Anyway, at the very end, Giles turns out to be the driver of the car now. Is there anywhere in particular you'd like to go, sir? Home. Home it is. I absolutely loved it. And that's the end. And and it was just such a great, great Before journey. he does that, he also like sort of says ladies to the uh To Beatrice mate. and Sophie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it's got some good lines on the way out that last yeah. five minutes. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I've got some final thoughts and we will save quite a few thoughts for the bonus episode. It's a shame, I think, that Team Cam won and that there wasn't a twist with Melina. Oh, yeah. However, despite my earlier thoughts about Cam's behaviour, I think he was a worthy winner. He never deviated from his game plan, which was to set up a group of three and get to the final with them. And that's exactly what he did. No, he's good at that. And also, he, he didn't backstab anyone, did he? I don't think he backstabbed one person. He shut people out. Yeah. But that yeah. wasn't in his team. Yeah. But he, but he, but he never always thought, shared with his team. Yeah, he never thought, I'm going to hold information no. or with, withhold And that was the downfall of the other team, where Ronnie and Gino started to withhold information from their own team. Yeah. Whether it's fair that he won is another question, and we'll look properly into that for the bonus episode. Oh, like, he he, he fairly won in the... In the in, in the grounds of the rules of the game, game and all yeah, that. Yeah, he fairly won. And, you know what I mean? And like I said before, we, we initially didn't take to him, but his attitude and mindset towards winning, he knew what he had to do. He had to get the information, he set up a team, and he didn't disclose the information to others. But whether or not that's fair is a conversation for us in the bonus episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. Shame that the Iron Maiden wasn't used. And we spoke about it before because we watched this final episode live together. Not live. We didn't go back eight years and watch it. We watched it together. But can you imagine going back? Like, Can I imagine going back in time? If you had to go back, like Marty McFly, where would you go? Oh, 2013. Watch <laughs> who's done it live. <laughs> oh, so you're not going to kill baby Hitler? Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually apply to be on the show. <laughs> One thing we didn't mention at the start was the fact that obviously when Giles is doing a recap, he says how sort of hot it was on Twitter and about how much it was trending yeah, yeah. and that everyone was guessing, which makes me even more glad there wasn't a season two. Because what was this shown on? ABC or something like that? Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a big channel. Yeah, their Twitter handle is ABC or ABC Whodunit. Yeah, and you know, like if, if this has got so much traction, then why wasn't there a season two? We need to find out for our bonus episode and we'll tell people why. And like, and like we said about um, Murder in Small Town X as well, which was before sort of the social media boom, this obviously, you know, massively uh, benefited from it. Yeah, if we applied this to Murder in Small Town X, then it would have been more successful and more popular. Overall, a great series. Yeah, definitely. And that we'll do a full summary in our bonus episode coming soon. And that's it. If you're still with us, thanks for listening. Join us again next time, where we're joined by a very special guest for our bonus episode of Who Done It. <laughs>